All right, welcome to Living in the Past, where two middle-aged dudes relive their past by enjoying the pop culture of their youth. Devin, are you ready to submit to an Amazonian warrior and follow her into battle? Jeremy, I feel emasculated even knowing that this film is something that we're going to try to unpack. So, um, no, I am not ready for that, but um, I'll tag along for the ride nonetheless. Awesome. Yeah, we're doing the wonderfully bad 1985 swords and sorcery pick Red Sonia, starring the lovable Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. and the scary Amazonian Brigitte Nielsen. Yeah. Uh, hey, the film was directed by Richard Fleischer, who made 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, The Vikings, and the classic in the bad way Conan the Destroyer. Mm. Uh, yeah, Devin, yeah. when did you first see Red Sonia? Uh, you know, I, I think honestly it wasn't until, uh, several years later when it was kind of on like the repeat yeah. on like HBO during the summer of like 1990 or something like that, <laughs> where you just couldn't avoid yeah. it. It was either watch that or yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, like Wimbledon and, and the Lord knows I wasn't watching Wimbledon. Yeah. So it was probably late eighties, early, early nineties by the time I actually sat down and watched it start to finish. <laughs> Yeah, I saw it in the theater. I was one of those. Oh my gosh! Guys. So I, I, yeah, it was playing in the theater. It was one of the ones that was near my home. Walked to the movie theater in '85 and paid money to <laughs> see this. And um, confessions on this uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of those films. It's it's delightfully bad. It has a few surprisingly horrible moments that are just delightful. Mm. Uh, and you know, it's a quick 89 minute film. So it's, it's painful, but it, the pain only lasts for about an hour and a half. Wow. I, I kind of like the, this, this horrible, uh, wretched film. It has this, um, yeah, it just has this kind of, there's this, this thing about it that I, I kind of, it's like the ugly dog that you're like, oh, well, wow. I'll, I'll, I'll like Somebody's you Somebody's got bit, to adopt so. it. Yeah, might as well be me. <laughs> you yeah. know, why not me? <laughs> um, it, it was, it, the movie was like bounced around for a while because we know in 82, Conan the Barbarian really hit it yep. big. Um, John Milius, his film is wonderful. We'll, We'll have that as an episode coming up as we finish off our kind of summer swords and sorcery film uh, series. But it there was Daily Variety was even like mentioning it in the in around eighty three. So not even a year after Conan the Barbarian, they were talking about looking for casting. Yeah, yeah. Um, they even had a director lined up in eighty three, Ralph Bakshi. Mm. And so for those of you listening that might not know that name there was a late 70s well actually there were several animated films yeah. that used a, a method called rotoscoping where you would use live action movement but animate over it and back she was kind of the lead in that he made a lord of the rings animated film that was really like fellowship of the ring and part of two towers that was really popular but he didn't have the money he couldn't get the backing to make the return of the king um but he was lined up to do it um is ba was Bakshi ever on your radar? Did you like because he made some weird, weird stuff? Yeah, I mean, as far as like the the animated Lord of the Rings stuff, um, I, I recall yeah. seeing that. I don't recall when or yeah. where yeah. I saw it. I don't know if, if it was in something maybe saw in school or something. I don't remember, right. but I, I definitely can harken back to that and remember some of those scenes in that yeah. um, film. 
Yeah, and he did. He it was interesting. I'm really curious if if this was going to be a live action thing or an anime. I could I can't find a ton about it, but like he did people might recognize like the Wizards film from, you know, the 70s, right. of course the Lord of yes. the Rings film. I mean, he he even did like a, a show a movie called American Pop and then Fire and Ice, which is so it's in the same vein and fire and ice was 83. So it was around that time that he was being thought of for red mm. Sonia, but you can, if you, if you're like, well, what was fire and ice? You can actually go on YouTube, type in fire and ice and the, the full movie sitting there waiting for you dear wow. listener to, to watch. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty bad, but he was, he was being considered. They bounced around to some other directors, but by the the you know early to mid eighty four, mm-hmm. um, they they had Fleischer lined up to direct, and they had landed, um, you know, Brigitte yeah. as its star. Landing and, Brigitte. Uh, now I want to see that movie. Show me the movie called Landing Brigitte. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that a reality show on VH one with Flavor Flav? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw an image. <laughs> I saw an image on doing the the wonderful research for for this yeah. film. I saw an image of of Red Sonia Brigitte Nielsen's Red Sonia with her sword pointed toward the screen, oh. and, and the caption literally said the an image that Flavor Flav would wake up to <laughs> on a daily basis. I just thought it was that was oh, brilliant. Oh man! Um, in eighty four. Sandal Bergman, who was in Conan the Barbarian as, you know, Conan's sidekick, she was actually considered to play Red mm. Sonia, but she said, no, thank you. I'm not I'm not wanting to to play that role. I would rather play Queen Gedrin, the 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 villain in the film. She didn't want to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't want to be typecast. Yeah. Um so <laughs> right. she, she moved in that direction. <laughs> Was 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 Sandal Bergman? Was she on your radar back in the eighties? Because she was pretty awesome in in Conan. No, she was not, Jeremy. I think at this point in the eighties, um, th- there were probably two women that were on my radar. One was Christy Brinkley. Um, the oh, well, other one was you know, Paulina Porskova. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. That was it. I was I was in eighty five. I was kind of you know. Um, what was uh, the actress's name that was the girlfriend in Karate Kid? Oh, that was, that was yeah. who I was. As a, that's not Ali Sheedy. Think... What's her name, though? Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. But, but yeah. you know who I'm talking yeah. about. She's a cutie. Yeah, she's so a cutie. She was, yeah. she, she was, she was on yeah. my radar then. Not, not, I mean, yes, briefly, but I knew there was no chance. Yeah, well, Brinkley, she's an uptown girl, you know, so, if, you know. That's right. <laughs> you know, but if Billy Joel can, can, can achieve that. If I guess Billy Joel can marry and divorce so. somebody, so can I, Jeremy. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, what's interesting about Red Sonia is they were really pushing mm. to speed up the production. Right? And they filmed, like, all the special effects, almost all, were shot in camera. So there's not a ton of post, post-production stuff. Uh, effects wise, because they wanted to speed up this production, they were fast tracking it, and uh, it kind of shows at certain times. But other times, I'm 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 kind of amazed how well it it works. Um, the effects for '85, Devin, were they a deal breaker for you when you saw it? Were you like, oh, this is garbage, or was it more of a man? That's it is what it is. '85 is such like in that 
time and place in cinema history where things could either be amazing or not. I mean, just like go three years before this, go to 82 and we get Tron, the original Tron. Mm -hmm. And like that was mind blowing. Um, And, you know, of course, by 85, the the original Star Wars trilogy had wrapped. And so, I mean, that ushered in an entirely new genre of special effects. So I think compared to like some of the other blockbusters that we had partaken in to that point. Yeah, this is kind of a letdown. And you're much more of a a, a cinephile than I, Jeremy. But when when we talk about doing the special effects as they film. So what does that even look Mm -hmm. like? I'm I'm thinking of some of the special effects I'm using air quotes here that that were in this film. And so what would that look like to do those live as they're filming versus inserting them or manipulating them in post-production? Right. So, so for example, like, you know, the, the crazy (laughs) almost, yes, it's pointless. It's a pointless (laughs) scene where the, the, the cast find themselves in a pool because, um, Ernie Reyes Jr.'s character wants to get a pearl, and there's this creature in there that is a robot, which makes how did it get? Th- what is it? How is it a robot? It makes no sense in the Red Sonya mm. universe. But all of that was filmed, you know, in camera, so it was all on set. They had some sort of so there's no animation over the creature. Gotcha. There is yeah. no. Um, you know, stuff shot after the fact yeah. or inserted yeah. in it, it's, it is it what it is. is. What it and is. I, it, it was on some sort of track underwater, just kind of going in circles and, you know, Arnold was hanging on to it and then Brigitte Nielsen was hanging on to it. And then, you know, and that's what, that was what it was. And they didn't really go back and clean up that much or add anything to it. So that would be an example. But, but I tell you, it, it is, when it does work, there's something about in camera effects. Like when you're, when it, everything is present in the shot, you don't add anything later. We're talking red Sonya. I get it. But sometimes there is an authenticity with films that are doing that, that you notice Mm. different from heavily, um, effects laden films that are like a ton in post that are, that are done. And so, um, you know, we'll talk about matte paintings later, but like, there's a ton of stuff that Red Sonia does that because they were fast tracking, they, the people working on the film did some interesting work and I, I love some of the matte paintings, mm. but, um, yeah, you know, it is still just Red Sonia, the New York times review. Love this quote, <laughs> Devin. Red Sonia is another live action adventure film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, who this time has a role that might as well have been played by a maple tree. Ouch. He, yeah, he appears as the sturdy, sword-clinging sidekick of a heroine who, incredibly, is even more wooden than he. The acting is pretty bad Ooh. in this film, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and, and like not to cross streams too much here, Jeremy, but why why can't I get away with writing reviews of students' work like this film oh. critic did? Um, I would love Ooh. to do stuff like that, um, but I get it. Like, was Arnold Schwarzenegger even even necessary in this film? Well, it's interesting when you do a little deeper dive. He was supposed to be. It was just a glorified cameo. Mm. He was supposed to be there for one week of shooting, and that was it. Like a few scenes, and he's out. And uh, he he gets there. He's four weeks there, wow. 
And then when he starts to see the dailies and starts to put it all together, he realizes they like didn't tell him the truth. They've upgraded his character <laughs> to like the co-star. And, you know, after that, he, he canceled his contract with, with the producer of the film. Like he was like, I'm done with you. If this is how you conduct business. Um, but he did have an affair with Brigitte Nielsen while on set. So there is that <laughs> winner. There is. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's crazy, but yeah, Schwarzenegger didn't, I mean, he was like, in, in fact, uh, this character, uh, was supposed to be Conan, but they didn't have the rights to it. So he is playing Conan, but you know, they call him, you know, it's like Lord something yeah, Lord yeah. uh uh Calidor is his name. So but that's Conan. That's supposed to be Conan. In fact, there's a wonderful as fans then there are fans of Red Sonia. But as fans do, there is a uh, there's some retconning going on that this actually is Conan. It's just one of his aliases oh, that he goes he? by. Sort of like, <laughs> sort of like Gandalf. You have right. Gandalf. You have right. you know a white uh, wizard, the Thrandir, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's oh, how people have my. rationalized that this really is Conan. So you know. I love fans. They're wonderful. Well, I love They're retconning wonderful. because um, I just <laughs> it, it just it makes my my inner world so much more happy when I can realize I can just justify anything. Retconning on the fly. Hey, that's what life's about. Let's just justify it all. <laughs> Let's just justify it all. So the film opens, yep. and uh, what a way to start! Very Beastmaster like. Mm. It's just the absurdity is just so captivating. So. Queen Gedrin demands that Red Sonia be her slave. And, of course, Sonia rejects it. Sonia's house is burned down. This is an opening weird kind of montage. So house burned down, family killed. She's raped by the Queen's soldiers. She lies unconscious on the ground, wakened by a vision, telling her that she'll get vengeance against the Queen. Right. And the spirit, who we have no effing idea who the spirit is, but the spirit basically says, you're going to be a sword fighter, really good one, the best ever, and you're going to go get your vengeance. Right. And we're off. A pretty rough opening, huh, Devin? Yeah. I, so, I mean, honestly, if, if we look at things like Joseph Campbell's works and we start talking about mythology and the hero's journey and stuff... It, it, we're skipping. A- Whoa! You're getting a, you're getting some serious. You're getting serious here. <laughs> we're we're skipping some steps here and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So the the it, brain IQ power is not being applied very but, well. And I guess you know with this genre and at this point in cinema history, this is obviously and you mentioned Beastmaster, which we've unpacked and stuff on on this pod. But there is this sword and sorcery from this early to mid 1980s where yeah kind of play fast and loose with these heroes journeys rules and we're just going to kind of throw you in there and as long as we come up at or under budget we're feeling pretty good about stuff and i I think that that's kind of what we get here we're just like throwing these circumstances in there we're bypassing a lot of context backstory things like that in order to just kind of like let's see sweaty women with swords i mean that's really (laughs) what it comes down to right jeremy it is it is let's get to the fighting right away um yeah, it jumps right from that. It goes. It shows a high priestess named 
Here it comes. Yeah. Kendra. Oh, yeah. The high priestess yes. Kendra. Uh, she's having a – I don't know what she's the high priestess of. The film never tells you. <laughs> she's holding a ceremony to destroy this, like, green, like, glowing green talisman, which apparently there's an off, like, handed, like, dialogue remark that basically says that it created all life. Huh. Um, so this they <laughs> created life. Uh, but now it's too powerful to exist. And while they're getting ready to destroy it, Queen Gedrin and her army attacks. They kill Kendra, take possession of the talisman. A battle ensues, and Varna is the only survivor. Mm. And Varna is fleeing. She's struck with an yep. arrow. But before she completely dies, <laughs> she's on the way. Uh, Kalidor Schwarzenegger shows up mm. and rescues her and kills all the guys Thank trying to kill goodness. her, or finish her yes. off. And, um, yeah, so she says it's revealed that, you know, this is Sonia's sister, um, and Kalidor's off to find the sister. Um, <laughs> I, I, hey, you know, you always need something in a movie to kind of push the oh, story yeah. along. Please give me more white male savior. I, please. Please. <laughs> we don't have enough of that. <laughs> well, not only that, but I love how there's just this random talisman that is just sitting yeah. there ready to destroy the yeah. world. But I'm st I'm still confused just like how 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 exactly were they going to destroy it? Because they're trying to lower it down in like this dark it is the darkness like Devin. yes like you i did just go to public school i don't know what the <laughs> hell is going on do you have any idea how that they were going to destroy like what the hell's going on no, I, I think that's it right it, it's one of those situations where it's like we're <laughs> we we leave afterward going like so were they just did I miss something? Did they, did they cut out a section of the film? Is it going to be on the director's cut? Because I'm feeling like I, I, I get like this thing is potentially bad, um, but yeah. and we want to destroy it. But how how are we going to go about right. that? I, yeah, that never really came to fruition for me. Yeah, well, apparently the queen gets the talisman, and and they're off to the races. Of course, Sonia's sister is is not doing well, and and as. You know, Kalidor, Schwarzenegger's character, yeah. is save the day, white male savior, yes. taking the woman to find Sonia. It goes to Sonia, where it shows her training with a sword master, who, sword master, has wonderful proclamation. He says, Sonia, you are the best I've ever Whoa. seen, and gives gives her a newly forged sword. Kalidor arrives. I mean, this film is... 89 minutes. Caldor <laughs> arrives seeking Red Sonia, reports that her sister Varna is dying. So Caldor takes her to Varna, who tells Sonia about the talisman's growing powers that will destroy the earth unless Sonia casts the green orb mm. into darkness. So apparently darkness has something to do with it. Uh, Varna dies, sadly, and Sonia tells Caldor he's no longer needed. Don't need you, Conan wannabe. Um, but he insists on helping. But Sonia, remember, she was was brutally raped and beaten. She distrusts all men and pursues the talisman alone. And on the way, and this is where the fun starts to ensue. Here's where Devin. the fun begins. Yeah. Sonia meets a child prince named Tarn, played by Ernie Reyes Jr. Um Oh my. Anyways, um 
Tarn's kingdom was attacked by Queen Gedrin. Yes. She used the talisman. Yes. It left only him and his footman Falcon as survivors, and they tell her the queen's whereabouts. And Sonia travels on while Kalidor secret secretly follows. You know, poor Arnold because he was you know supposed to be um, filming this for just a week. Right. He, it was supposed to be a, a, a surprise appearance of of Conan. Um, if it was Conan. Does it improve the film at all? Like Conan from Conan the Barbarian, does it help this movie? Yeah, so like if, if, we, if we're actually naming this character Conan and, yes, we're, and we're not... Just the name. Yeah. yeah. Um, does it help the movie? Does it make us a little more interested? I don't even know if Conan can rescue this movie, Jeremy. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, would, I would have to... Like that character, Schwarzenegger's character, would I think have to... Have to really be at the forefront of stuff. I I, I don't know the the yeah. the misnaming of this character throws me so much that I I would really have to unpack that yeah. more. I I don't know that it does, <laughs> but but what do you think yeah. about it? Does it would it really make a difference if we went into this knowing that this is part of like the Conan trilogy? I think it would get butts and seats that like opening weekend, you yeah. know. Um, or like if if it's in our world today, streaming like oh Conan's in this, you know, cool. I'll check it out. Um, but that it would be just that initial like oh what's this, and then oh I'm turning it off now. <laughs> like that's that's all it would be. Uh, you know what happens next is interesting because um, there's a Raiders of the Lost Ark connection to this film, and it's really interesting. For those of, of you that remember Raiders, which all of our listeners of do, course. Uh, there's the big Nazi that fights Indiana yeah. around the plane. Yes. And if you saw the sequel, which was in 85, I think, or 84, right around there, around the same time as Sonya, um, I, think, I think Temple of Doom was 84. So a year before this movie... You might remember the big, like, Indian, like, henchman to Mullah Ram right. who fights Indiana Jones. That's Pat Roach, too. And um, Pat Roach was, a, uh, you know, uh, he was a fighter, wrestler, uh, stunt guy. But he's Lord Brytag. And so Sonya ends up fighting Pat Roach. But not only that is one of um, Falcon, mm. who is not Falcon. It is... Um, Eichel, who's Ronald Lacey, who is the the guy that burned his hand in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's the he's the like main wizard henchman to the Queen. Wow. So you have two Raiders of the Lost Ark people wow. in the film, and then you have, of course, Sonya's fight with um with Pat Roach. He's this warrior lord named Brytag. So um, she passed through his land, um, but the, he demands a payment. Um, Sonya, of course, being awesome, proposes a sword fight. Um, she kills Brightag. I actually liked this fight a lot. It was one of my favorite moments of the film. Mm. Um, when she kills him, uh, the guards attack. But Kalidor shows up, Devin, uh, <sighs> and sort of helps goodness. Sonya out. Yes. Thank, yeah, yes. thank goodness. <laughs> and, um, you know, they, they escape. They run, run off. And, and of course... You know, <laughs> Kalidor says, "You go on. I'll stay behind and have some fun." Oh, and Sonya kind of kind of smiles as Kalidor Ka starts killing dudes. Um, 
I, I don't know, Devin. Did you like that whole sequence, the Pat Roach appearance? And well, I mean, yeah, I think um, that's a cool connection to much better yeah. film. Um, and much, <laughs> much better. Um, yeah, and so yeah, give me that. As long as we're in this whole uh, sword and sorcery thing, you might as well give me some fights to partake in. You have to, and and it, it's really on the rewatch. You know, doing all the research for this. Yeah, film, research. On the rewatch. Yes. Um, I was kind of impressed with, like, obviously, anytime you're using swords in a film, it, it could show, like, you have to hide both male and female actors, mm. hide where they might not be adept enough mm. to pull off some of the stunt work. Yeah. Um, and then you need stunt people to do right. it, both male and female to do some of the stunts. But I was really impressed with, like, were there moments where it was obviously choreographed and Brigitte Nielsen was not doing that great? Sure. Um, but generally speaking, uh, it's not bad. And and you wonder if there was like a halfway decent story, a decent actress, actresses. <laughs> Wait, what? How dare you? Um, I know. I know. I'm sorry. Wait, if, but if you just, I, I was I really... a maple tree, what, what was Brigitte <laughs> Nielsen? I, uh, just a rock, Whoa. I guess, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you have the fight. You have uh, a really kind of brazen Sonia just take this dude out. And then it goes back to Gedrin, the queen in her, her kingdom. She uses the wizard, the Raiders of the Lost Ark villain. And uh, they conjure up this oracle, and they they see that Red Sonia is coming to them. Uh, the queen is surprised. Oh, Sonia's still alive. I need to capture her unharmed which was an odd they tried to kill her once but i guess she wants her um alive for some reason uh <laughs> you go back to sonia where th at this point you're looking at your watch going wait this film is 89 minutes <laughs> it, it feels a little bit longer right um tarn the prince ernie reyes jr and, and some of you might re remember ernie reyes jr because he was in The Last Dragon, mm. um, the martial arts yes. film yes. of the same year with Vanity. Yes. Um, we have some listeners that have requested us to do this film <sighs> multiple hearts. times. Yes. I know. And um, we hear you. We will we'll get to that eventually. But anyways, Ernie Reyes Jr. was in that. Anyways, <laughs> Sonya tries to spank him in a very awkward scene. Um <laughs> He he doesn't end up getting spanked, but he does humble himself, and he asks Sonya to help him with his sword skills. Um, you have probably the dumbest scene in the whole film. <laughs> Which is saying quite a bit. It's saying a ton. But there is a monster in a pool. Mm. We talked about this yes. earlier about special effects. Yes. Um, Tarn wants a pearl, and then they just, for about... I think the scene is about six to eight minutes. They wrestle with this creature and I, I don't even know why it's in the film. Is this where he Do yells, you, get to I the mean, chopper? I'll, I forget. I think this is where he yells, get to the chopper. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> the, you know, Arnold shows up Calador and, and yells, get to the chopper. <laughs> and they, they flee. Um, my goodness, I have no idea what's going on in that scene. I don't know what it does. It does not move the story along. It's just them wrestling around in a pool. 
just you can YouTube this scene just uh, just to watch it in all of its glory. It makes absolutely no sense. I will say this though um, that I'm intrigued by the character of Red Sonia just because I enjoy that 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 universe, the Conan universe. Yeah. And apparently, recently they said that they're going to make a new one. Uh, they were going to do it. You might remember a 2011 Conan film that came out um, that didn't do very well at the box office. And they had planned originally that that 2011 Conan would happen. And then in 2015, they were going to do a Red Sonja film. But because the 11 Conan did so bad, they scrapped all that. Oh. But now oh. it looks like they're going to make it. Um, who would you cast to play Red Sonja today? Oh. I mean, they kind of found somebody, but I like playing the game. All right. Well, listen, this is, this is an undisputed choice like any any other person to play this it it falls short and most if not all of our listeners are probably going to say who is that that you're talking about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. folks go go to your social media open up the instagram and search for michelle c smith michelle c smith and um, she is a Hollywood like stunt artist, but is also an expert in sword handling and and staff. Oh handling. yeah! And yes. first, be bedazzled by her Instagram. She has videos. red hair too. Yes, and she would absolutely kick ass. Now she's not as um, thick as the the red sonia yeah. character that we would see in, in this film right, or in the right, comics right. and stuff but but she is athletic right. she wow i'm just the stuff that she puts out nearly daily i just i have to watch over and over just because it it, it is just it's baffling how she can like throw swords and staffs and, and uh, anyway yeah michelle c smith is the pick there That's are no second call. places but jeremy i'll go ahead and accept whatever uh, poor nomination you have <laughs> well uh, Boris Kitt, who writes for The Hollywood Reporter, he had, he wrote over the summer that they have found their Red Sonia, oh. who is Hannah John Kamen. Oh. Uh, you might be familiar with her because she was the villain in the Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ah. She was lead in the series Brave New World, and she's going to be it. And um, they've hired a bunch of people because I've even heard rumors that um, – Jamie Alexander, who was in Thor, will also be playing a role in in the film, and and she was Saf um, in Thor. Very tall actress. She's been on some TV shows. Anyways, so they're casting and they're getting ready to to film. A lot of people said Karen Gillan would be a great choice. She, of course, plays um, that kind of robot woman in the Avengers. Yep. Um, in the not the Avengers, well, she was in the Avengers, but she's in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Um, but uh, she's very tall. She's like six one. So I think that's maybe why they were thinking that. But I- I'm curious. I mean, it's a film I would probably check out just because I like the Conan mythos so much. What about you? Ooh. Um... <laughs> There's some hesitation there, Devin. <laughs> ooh. Uh, ooh. I don't know. I mean, am I am I paying for this? I. Uh... <clears throat> I don't know. Let's say it's a Netflix movie and you already have a subscription uh, and it yeah, pops up. I might, I, it, is it a film? Is it a series? <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's a film. Yeah, it's a film. I, Let's say it's, it's 90 minutes. Ooh, I mean, I'm certainly, 
I've certainly spent. I've lowered the bar, man. <laughs> I've spur- certainly spent ninety minutes doing worse things. I guess. Um, yeah, I would. I would give it a look. See, is do we get a cameo from Arnold in this? Even if it's not in the Conan role per se, oh, Does, yeah. is he playing a different part? Just to say that he's he's in the film. You know, if Conan pops in, maybe as an old King Conan, oh. I, I might check th- check that out. You know, interesting. See what's going on. I, Arnold would definitely get me to 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 watch some of it. I, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd it, probably so. check it out for the sake of our listeners, Jeremy. I would check it out. Well, speaking of Arnold, oh. he you know arrived to help fight the creature, save the yep. day again in a way. This robot creature. Yes which still baffles me. Um, they blind the creature, they escape, and then it's revealed yep. that Kalidor is a high lord. What? And was to oversee the talisman's destruction uh, with the high priestess. Um, you know, Sonia believes he has ulterior motives, and Kalidor admits she is right, and he kisses oh. her. She returns the kiss oh. and then offers, and then and then says, after she kisses him, or they kiss each other, however you want to phrase that. Uh, she says, but whoa, homie, I made a vow. I'll only give myself to a man who can beat me in a fair fight. Wow. Galador mocks her logic, <laughs> <laughs> challenges her to a sword fight. Um, you know, they have a big fight and no one wins. This is actually, of all the scenes of Red Sonia, this is the dumb scene that I remember the most. Really? Um, it's dumb. It's awesome. I just remember them fighting. I, and, and maybe when I, maybe cause I was such an Arnold fan, I, I don't know, but that's, this is the scene I remember wow. uh, this. And then I remember the, the climactic fight at the end where the wizard is helping the queen disappear and kind of teleport around. I remember that too. Um, but those were the scenes I, I, I wasn't a big red Sonia guy, so I hadn't watched it a bunch in between it's showing in the movie theater in last week, but, but those are the scenes I remember. I remember this one. It's so goofy and dumb. What'd you think about this? Scene? Well, I mean, it, it plays beautifully with the other 80 minutes of the film. Jeremy, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a glove. It fits perfectly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's absurd. It's just a completely absurd scene that it's almost like, they sat down to make the movie and they said, okay, we need to get Sonya from point A to point B. Uh, let's have her fight a robot like water monster. Let's have her. Oh, we got Arnold for a week. Let's stretch that to four weeks and let's have them fight. Uh, have a good fight scene between one another. And, uh, and then we'll have the big battle at the end in the, in the big, you know, complex, the castle, the fortress, whatever the hell uh-huh. it is. And uh, we got our movie. It, it's I, I really think they just kind of threw some threw some stuff stuck to the wall, and, and they went with it. Yeah, that, so. and I would suffice to say some stuff didn't stick to the wall, and they still used it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's truly uh, – you got to love the mid-'80s. Uh, the powerful talisman hidden – uh, causes earthquakes, and Gedrin's right-hand man, Ickle, advises her to destroy it, uh, but the queen refuses. Um, meanwhile, Sonya warns Falcon, who's the, hen- the like kind of the, the guy that works with the young prince, 
uh, and Calador not to touch the tal- talisman once they find it. Only a woman, and we didn't even talk about this, only a woman can touch the talisman. They never explain that. Um, they just show a dude at the very beginning touch it and die, which was awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, apparently apparently only a, a lady can touch the uh, talisman. Wow. And so you got this. this There's some so- innuendos <laughs> thrown around here. No. No, I'm just – just making sure our audience doesn't fall yeah, asleep. So yeah. you you go from there. Um, you have a wonderful fight between Ernie Reyes Jr.'s character and the the character named Ickle, who is the guy that was in Raiders of the Lost Ark that burned his hand. Uh, he's crushed to death by by a like a, a boulder door, which was kind of cool. Um, but then we get to what we all wanted to see. The fight between Red Sonia and the Queen, mm. and I'll be honest, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the sword fight between the two. Uh, it is super obvious that um, Sandal Bergman is like an athlete. I mean she <laughs> she looks she looks great. She moves well. She oh, obviously say more. Conan. <laughs> Devin. She Devin. Moves great. She does. Uh, this episode, we gotta just hit stop. No, Jeremy, we're doing stop. all our special effects while recording. We're not doing anything in post production. <laughs> oh, uh, it's a good sword fight between, and they they really go at it. Um, I enjoyed it. The choreography was fine. If there's anything that kind of works, it's the choreography for a 1985 sword fighting film. Uh, it's probably one of its only decent qualities. Decent, not great, okay. just decent. Um, anyways, we all know how this is going to play out. Sonya wins. Gedron's killed. Um, you get to, they finally destroy the um, the talisman. Yes. And um, you kind of kind cruise to the uh, to the the wonderful ending, which is let's talk about awkward. <laughs> Um, Red Sonia and, and Calador they bid farewell to their friends. Calador challenges Sonia to continue their battle Why? in order to win her heart. Why? She accepts. Oh. After a few strikes, they stop fighting oh. and they kiss, oh. and it ends. Um, Red Sonia, man, it it is one of those films that uh was made. <laughs> I'll just say that. We can confirm. Um, it was made. It was made. And released. It was yes. made. It, it, it exists. <laughs> it's out there. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was married, or he was dating, I think, um, was it Maria Shriver was her name? I think that's- Yes. She was- uh, Yeah, and, and Shriver basically said- if your career can survive this, it can survive anything. Wow. <laughs> so it survived, wow. of course. He goes on to make, you know, we got T2 on the horizon. Um, California governorship. We have, yes. This, <laughs> we the governor of California, the great state of California. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, it, it is one of those films that. That was made. Um, it was made. <laughs> it was made. Well, the movie came out in July of 85, actually right around the 4th. It came out on the 3rd. Yep. And so it was that July 4th weekend. Yeah. They were trying to make some money. Uh, some interesting songs were coming out. So we're going to go into our segment we like to call Lock It In and Rip the Knob. Just let me hear some of that rock and roll music. Oh, 
105.5. Lock it in and rip the knob off. So we like to to do this segment every episode where we basically wonder what is the song we would play on our car radio yeah. as we left right. the theater. Right. That kind of sums up our feelings about it. Of course, the movie came out on July third, nineteen eighty five, in the United States. Some good music uh, this week, right, Devin? There are some definitely good <laughs> tunes on Billboard Top One Hundred happening this week and. The time that this film came out, yes. Yeah, I mean, you got Phil Collins is at the top of the charts with Studio, Duran Duran, View to a Kill. Um, That was the James Bond film that came out that summer. Um, Prince, I mean, he's up in the top top ten. Heaven by Brian Adams. Uh, I mean, you got Survivor. You got the Eurythmics. Whitney Houston. Till Tuesday, Voices Carry. Love that song. Um, I mean, Springsteen's right outside of the top 10 with glory yeah. days, uh, but it's climbing the charts uh, at that point. Um, Devin, what are you going to be listening to as you pull out of that parking lot? Well, you know, Jeremy, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> this was kind of a tough call. Um, Ooh. It, yeah, it was for, for several reasons. One, um, be, because um, <laughs> there's a lot of great music to pick from. Um, another, because this movie was batshit crazy. Um, and, <laughs> it was. It and was. so I'm going to pick a song that is equally batshit crazy. And oh, I'm please. going to number 87 on the list, One Night in Bangkok oh. by Murray Head. <laughs> because I still have That's no beautiful. idea what that song is about. So... <laughs> I think One Night in Just Bangkok like pairs movie. nicely with Red Sonia. Oh, uh, that's Yeah, hilarious. how about you? I, I went with I went with Wham. Oh. Uh George Michael's Wham yeah. Everything She Wants. Wow. I think I think, you know, at this point, after seeing Brigitte Nielsen uh act um, Qu- air quotes as but I go saw ahead. her yeah. swing yeah, air quotes. <laughs> uh, see her swing the sword. Um. Yeah, I, I'd give her anything she wants. Whoa. You know, Arnold did. <laughs> what, it doesn't matter. She just take it anyway. <laughs> she would just take it any Whoa, way. Wow. All right. I. You yeah. know. I. So let's do a little like I, this is research I haven't oh. done. But Rocky Four yeah. came out that year but i i don't i'm not sure when on the calendar it came mm. out let me look that up really oh it came out so she was in this before um rocky rocky came out in november of 85 okay. so this is a little run for brigitte nielsen and then we have a film that we absolutely have to do and that's um beverly hills cop 2 and i that's think 87. beverly hills cop yeah oh i say yeah, yeah it's 87 yeah, right yeah. Yeah, so she goes on a little run here, man. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I I just um, it's interesting that she was sort of like in the zeitgeist at this time, and um, yeah, and then she's on reality TV. But uh, <laughs> this was sort of the beginning of her little run that she has in Hollywood, where she was was pretty pretty. I don't want, I don't want to say popular, but but known and and being sought out for some of the big. Kind of tentpole films. I mean, Rocky and Beverly Hills Cop were huge money makers. So, so. Jeremy, you and your wife Charity yeah. have to go on a double date. Do you go with Bridget Nielsen when she's going out with 
Arnold with Stallone or with Flavor Flav. Which is your double? Flavor Flav, man. There's no even. There's no even pause. Uh, I just want to be entertained. Yeah, boy. I, I don't wanna, you you got to. I would ask for his autograph. Ask him what I time it is? I would just. It's Flavor. Flavor Flav. Oh. Arnold Stallone <laughs> or Flava. Oh. Uh, that's that's so easy. Um, there could be only one. What's the single best thing, character moment, scene, line, theme song, etc. about the movie? This is a tough one, Ooh, Devin. It's uh, tough what for is all the, the wrong best reasons. Thing? Um, oh. What's the best thing about this? Um, let's see. Uh, I I will go with um, um, I'll go with. Female empowerment for 400, Jeremy. Um, All right. Yeah, I, so here's, here's the thing, right? Coming out of, of this era in cinema, even though we have Arnold come to the rescue way too many times to for this to be a right. true like female empowerment film, it this is one of the, the few films in this period where we're actually seeing a strong female lead that is handling mm-hmm. her business quite well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I would I'm I'm totally down with your pick. Aww. For me, it's two words: matte paintings. <laughs> Some of the best matte paintings of the, of the mid 1980s. Wow, I would say maybe yeah. 1985. Um, you know, everything from the temple at the beginning to the fortress at the end. Uh, the artists that work on it. Um, yeah, they got paid for their work, but uh, <laughs> it's decent decent work. It's the best thing I can think of. That's fair. About That's fair. Red Sonia. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, hey, you can find us on Twitter at, at living the past. L I V I N the past. Uh, Patreon. We got a, an episode coming up on Patreon. If you're interested in hearing us run our yappers more about uh, the '80s and the films that really impacted our youth. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the sword and sorcery kind of genre. We'll be talking a little bit about Conan, but also Conan the Destroyer, oh. which is not going to be on our main show. It'll be more of a Patreon episode focus, but you can find us at patreon.com. Living in the past. Uh, we do two things a month on Patreon. We do a, a show called What You Talking About. It's a podcast just similar to this, but a little freer if you want to you know come over and listen to some bad words um we say them uh but then we also have uh we do some commentary episodes as well uh so keep an eye out on that if you are interested you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash living the past l-i-v-i-n-g the past so our next episode is conan the barbarian uh, the John Milius uh, film. This is our second Milius film. Our very first episode, Red Dawn, yeah. was directed by yeah. by John Milius. So I, I'm excited to to revisit uh, one of his films. I, I kind of like that crazy bastard, <laughs> and um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for listening. Keep an eye out on all of those glorious things yeah. that will be coming out, and we'll see you see you soon. Time to go play with the Taliban. 